Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Here with you to take your calls and texts live on the air today. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We have pastors here every day on Calvary Live who are here to answer those calls, to talk with you over the phone and over the airwaves, to pray with you and to answer your Bible questions. So maybe you've been reading the Bible and some things have come up and uh, you're wondering, how do I make sense of these things? Well, that's the vision behind this show is to give you a direct line to pastors every day who are available for an hour to take your calls and also to pray for you. So if you have a prayer request, we want to hear from you as well. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 7207... Yeah, sorry, 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. We want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. We also want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those who are listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program. We're so glad that you are tuning in and listening, and uh, and that maybe it's your first time listening. We're, we welcome you. We're so glad to have you with us. Again, this is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests, and we'll answer those on the air and pray for you. Um, if you are listening, though, on Hope FM and Truth FM, we have a special reminder to you, and that is that you are hearing this program on a one-week delay. So we want to keep that in mind and just tell you about that. So maybe that will uh, affect the show. You know, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes uh, it does because we'll be talking about something and you're listening on the East Coast, but you're listening to a conversation that was had a week ago. But we still very much want you on the East Coast to be uh, calling in and participating with the show. And then you guys will have the unique opportunity where, you're, where you will get to tune in a week later and you'll get to listen to the show and hear yourself. But don't just listen to hear yourself. Use that as an opportunity to tell somebody you know, maybe family members, friends, tell them, hey, I'm going to be on the radio at this time, and you should tune in and listen to it. And that can be also a great way for you to introduce them to that local Christian radio station that broadcasts this show in your area. And maybe they'll start listening on a regular basis. It'll become a preset in their car. They're going to listen to it, and God's going to change their life through it. Who knows what God could do? We, we hear great testimonies all the time of ways that God is using this show and all of the other great Bible teaching on Grace FM and the sister stations around the country to really change and impact people's lives. So we encourage you to do that. And even if you're listening live, hey, take the opportunity, whether it's on social media, whether it's through word of mouth, to spread the word about um, Grace FM because God's doing a great work through this uh, through this station as well as through this show calvary live in particular 
So again, welcome everybody. Uh, my name is Nick Cady and this is Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado, and I am your host every Friday here on Calvary Live. And uh, just wanted to tell you that um, last week we have been playing um, a few times in the past week or so. We've been playing encore shows, which is when we play a show that's not live, but it's pre-recorded from a time in the past. I want you to know that today's show is live, and I'll give you a date for it just to prove it to you. Today's November 6th, uh, 2000, or 2020. Uh, November 6th, we are live. So if you are listening today, we would love to hear from you. I am here waiting for your calls to come in. And I want to answer your Bible questions. I want to pray for you here on the air. So give me a call. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Maybe there's something going on in society that you say, hey, we should pray about this. Or maybe you have a question about it or something that's in the Bible that you've always wondered about. This is a chance to do that. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us 720-336-0897. We also want to give a big hello to everybody who listens online. We know that there is a growing number of people who listen on our website and on the mobile app, the Grace FM mobile app, which, by the way, is free. And it would be great if you don't have it yet. I really encourage you to get that on your phone. Um, or your tablet, and what you can do is, no matter where you are in the world, you can go on there and listen over the internet. And we have listeners, even right now, I saw today that we have listeners in Ukraine, we have a listener in Kenya, South Africa, and we have listeners all over the United States as well, in different parts, especially what I find so fascinating is that we have people who are listening outside of our over-the-air broadcast range. We have a lot of listeners who tune in um, from places like Texas and the Midwest, up into the Pacific Northwest, on the East Coast, places where we aren't, uh, where you can't get this show over the air broadcast, but you can get it online. So we're so glad to have you guys with us. Welcome to those of you who are listening online as well. And we want you guys to be part of the show too. So give us a call, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720 Nine Just a few words again about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We are a Calvary Chapel affiliated church here in this great city. And we are here serving this community. And we would love to minister to you. If you'd like to uh, connect with us, we would love that. You can connect with us over social media. All of our social media handles are Whitefields Church. So if you go on Facebook, we're Whitefields Church. Facebook.com slash Whitefields Church. We're Twitter.com. Uh, slash Whitefields Community Church. We are youtube.com slash Whitefields Church and instagram.com slash Whitefields Church. So we'd love to have you connect with us on any of those platforms. And we are meeting in person and online every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. for worship and the word. Currently, we are studying through the book of Second Kings. We just finished First Kings uh, several weeks ago now. We're, we're in the middle right now of Second Kings, which this is my first time studying through Second Kings in this way, right? Kind of verse by verse, teaching through it. And it's just been a really rich and almost, almost like surprisingly applicable text to go through. And our church, you know, they've just been so thrilled by it because it's one of those one of those passages that you read and maybe, you know, you, you read, okay, these things happened and then you keep going. But to really dive into them and study them has been really beneficial for our church and to apply these great truths to our lives, see how they point to Jesus. 
it's just been really, really good over the past couple of weeks. So we'd love to have you connect with us. If you are looking for church online, you can join us for church online on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. Or if you're looking for a church in person and you are within driving distance of Longmont, we would love to have you join us in person as well. This weekend, just actually as of today, uh, new restrictions went into effect here in Boulder County. Uh, well, I shouldn't say here in Boulder County because currently I'm broadcasting from our church building, which is in Weld County. So we got a lot of calls this week asking if we were still going to be able to be open as a church. And the answer to that question is yes. In fact, we're going to be able to continue doing everything as we have been doing it for the past several months without having to change anything. And that is because we are just in Weld County here. We're about um, half a mile to a mile from the county line. You know, Longmont kind of straddles Boulder and Weld counties. And so we are in the part of Longmont that is in Weld County. And so we will be open this Sunday and everything will be as usual. We just reopened our children's ministry with some limited numbers there. Uh, if you're interested in joining us for church, we'd love to have you. 9 and 11 a.m., we have no need for you to pre-register. Just show up at 9 and 11. There's definitely more room at the 11 o'clock service. We also have an overflow room where you can go and definitely do um, very distant social distancing in there. And so we'd love to have you. Our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont. So that's 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont. Uh, God has blessed us with a great facility here. We are just directly across the street from Sandstone Ranch uh, Community Park there with the big skate park and with the uh, ball fields and we are also right across the street from Walmart on Highway 119 also called Ken Pratt Boulevard here in Longmont so kind of right in between downtown Longmont and I-25 and we'd love to have you join us so 2950 Colorful Avenue and check us out online whitefieldschurch.com let's go to our first caller Susan in Greenville Tennessee hi Susan welcome to the program hi what can I do for you well, I wanted to know if there was something in the Bible um, and where it is that states that if you committed suicide, if you automatically were destined for hell. Mm. Yeah, so that's a that's an interesting question. My guess is that that question probably comes from, uh, you know, there's probably a story behind that. And so maybe we can talk about that in a second. But to answer your question directly, there's not a place in the Bible that says that if you commit suicide, you will, um, you will go directly to hell. However, there is a passage that has been interpreted to mean that or to say that by certain Christian churches throughout history. Namely, the, the Roman Catholic Church has used a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, which says that, you know, it says, Don't you know that you're not your own? You have been bought with God. Therefore, honor God in your body. And another passage that says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, uh, if anyone defiles God's temple, then God will destroy him or her. And those passages have been interpreted by the Roman Catholic Church to mean that if you kill your body, that you are, um, therefore, you have, create, you have committed a damnable offense and you will go to hell. Now, there's actually a history behind why, um, why the church developed that teaching. 
and and I'll tell you what that was in a second. But here's here's the thing: we would say this, and, and I would say this, that um, suicide is murder. You are committing murder. Now, murder, of course, is a damnable offense, right? It's a sin before God. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't commit murder. And if a person were to commit murder, then their soul would be condemned to hell. And so here's the thing, though. This is the message of the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus, is that though we have committed sins which warrant God's judgment, Jesus Christ came and he died in our place to forgive our sins. Now, he did that 2,000 years ago. And what that means is that if he died for all sins at that time, it means that even sins I might commit in the future, in a moment of weakness or even in, in direct disobedience, it means that Jesus has died for those sins. Now, I could take that information and I could say, well, therefore, I can just do whatever I want because it's already forgiven. All I got to do is trust in Jesus. And if we were to do that, it would show that our hearts haven't truly changed, that we haven't truly surrendered our lives to God and embraced his love for us and the gospel. Um, so I would say that no believer should ever commit suicide. That is a, is a grievous sin. However, if a believer were to commit suicide in, let's say, a moment of weakness, they're overcome with it, I would say that that does not, um, it would not preclude them being saved, right? No, it would not mean that they don't go to heaven. Because um, let's say you're driving your car and you have a sinful thought, then boom, you get in a car accident and you die. Because you didn't ask for forgiveness for that sinful thought before you died, does that mean you'll go to hell? I would say no. That this is the purpose of justification, that what Jesus did for us, that he forgave our sins um, past, present, and future as we trust in him. Now, let me tell you real quickly where this doctrine came from with the Catholic Church. It actually came in a surprising way that many people don't know. One of the ways that it came about was that uh, early Christians, they were almost like, it was like almost a sense of like showing off how much you trusted in Jesus. Some of them would say, I so want to go to be with Jesus and I'm so not tied to this world that I'm just going to prove how much I love Jesus by killing myself so that I can go to heaven. I'll end my physical life, uh, not, not out of depression, right, but out of uh, kind of a bravado, right, like trying to prove how devoted I am to Jesus, how much I really believe the gospel, and how much I want to go to heaven. So people are killing themselves um, in order to kind of show their level of commitment. And it was especially during that time that the Catholic Church used this verse to say, hey, 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 you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, or a temple, yeah, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the God and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, and therefore, if you destroy the temple of God, then God will destroy you. And I think that's not actually a bad um, application of that verse. But then it became this kind of sweeping thing that they used to say, well, if I commit suicide, will I go to hell? And they would say, well, yes. And they would use that verse. So, um, that that's all there is to say about it. Um, you know, Paul the Apostle in Philippians chapter 1, he says, um, you know, I'm, I'm torn. It, it would be better for me to go and be with God, and yet I understand it would be more profitable for other people and that God still has a purpose with me here on earth, so therefore I will stay on earth and not seek to die and go to be with God. You know, right. even though he says that to, to 
uh, live as Christ and to die as gain. But um, that being said, do you mind me asking just, um, I hope that you are not contemplating that. No, no, no. My only daughter committed suicide a year ago. I'm so sorry. She's 26 years old. I'm so sorry. What can I pray for you? Okay, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Susan. And Lord, um, I just hear the heartbreak in her voice. And Lord, I know that it breaks your heart as well. That someone could get to the point where they feel that their life has um, so little value or that they, there's no way out. Maybe they feel so hopeless. Lord, we, we thank you that in you there is hope. Lord, thank you that there is hope beyond the grave. And thank you, Lord, that um, things like suicide, Lord, these are, these are sins, but they're not unforgivable sins uh, with you, Lord. And so... Lord, we pray for Susan that you would comfort her and we pray that you'd be with her. Lord, we pray for anyone else out there who is contemplating or being tempted by self-harm or suicide. Lord, that you would speak your words of love and grace into their lives and pull them out of that dark place and give them hope in the light of life. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. And Susan. You know, I was brought up Catholic, so... so um, I went away from that a long time ago, but that's something that you're taught. And mm-hmm. so it was in my mind, and I just needed to hear it one more time. I've mm-hmm. had several people tell me that it's not necessarily true. I just wanted to hear it one more time, I guess. I think the Lord uh, led me to call tonight. Okay. I'm so glad that you called in. I'm so glad we could pray for you. And I'm just going to continue praying for you, Susan, that God continues to comfort you and be with you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Let's go to our next caller, Doug in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Doug. Welcome to the program. Doug, it looks like we lost you. Um, Doug had a question here. He said that he lost a friend recently from COVID. And his question is, um, can you have enough strength to talk to his father about Jesus? Uh, He resists talking about it. Um, Yeah, and it looks like this is a mutual friend of ours. I didn't didn't realize that. Um, I'm really sorry to hear that. So let's pray for his family. Um, Yeah, and it looks like Doug is asking that uh, God would give him strength to talk to his father about Jesus. And he, he asks how to approach his father in talking about Jesus. Doug, if you're still listening to the show, maybe you had to drop for whatever reason. I'd love to have you back and discuss maybe some of the uh, details of, of what, how maybe we could help you to approach the issue with your father. But let's pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we lift up Doug to you. And um, Lord, we pray that you'd be with him just in light of the loss of his friend. And, and I'm just hearing about this for the first time as well. Uh, a friend of mine too, and so Lord, we're so sad to see this, and we're so sorry, Lord, that uh, that lives are being taken right now by this virus, Lord, by any any other illness as well, Lord. We hate death, and we look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the redemption of uh, our bodies when our redemption is complete. And so, Lord, we look forward to that. We look forward to seeing this friend of ours in glory and in eternity. And Lord, I pray that just the fact that that the world is um, facing so many crises, Lord, that the world is facing pandemic and death. Lord, may it be something that spurs us on 
to love and good works. And may it be something that spurs us on to get the message of hope and eternal life out there into this world. Lord, would you fill us with your spirit and fill us with boldness that we might speak your word clearly and courageously. Lord, I pray for Doug that you give him a lot of wisdom with how to approach sharing his, um, sharing his faith with his father. Lord, help him that he would see those opportunities that there are to talk with his dad about you, Jesus, and that he would have the boldness to step out and walk through those doors when you open them before us. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just this past Sunday, I uh, taught on a passage called, uh, well, it was a passage, it was Second Kings chapters 6 and 7. And it's a really interesting passage. If you guys are ever interested in checking it out, here's what happens. I'll just kind of run you through it, and then I'll show you why I bring this passage up in re relation to uh, Doug's call about our, our friend who passed away um, and, um, and his desire to share his faith with his father. So this passage, in, here's what's happening in it, is that Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, has besieged Samaria, which is the capital city of the northern kingdom of Israel. You remember that Israel was divided in that time into two kingdoms, one in the north and one in the south. So the northern kingdom had uh, this place called Samaria. That was their capital city. And they get sieged. And when a siege, they would surround the city and they would kind of starve the people into submission. You know, you'd be okay for a few weeks until all the food was gone and then no more food could get into the city. And so people would begin starving. So there's this great famine that takes place in Samaria. And Elisha the prophet declares at one point when it gets really bad, he said, within 24 hours, God is going to put an end to this famine and there will be so much food in Samaria that it will be cheap, right? It'll, people will be almost giving it away. So here's what happens is that um, the, there are these lepers and these lepers are outside the city. They're starving to death. And, um, and they say, what have we got to lose? We're going to die anyway. We might as well go into the city and see if God might provide us some food. So they start walking into the city. And in that moment, God uses these lepers as uh, he like amplifies their footsteps in a way to make it sound like there's a huge army coming towards the Syrians. And the Syrians hear these footsteps and whether it's that uh, you know God caused the electrical impulse or the actual sound wave, I don't know. But the Syrians hear the footsteps of these lepers as if it's a multitude of an army. And they just immediately flee because they think that they're going to be surrounded by a much bigger army. And so these lepers walk into the camp of the Syrians and they find just an incredible feast and enough food to feed the entire city of Samaria. So, you know, these lepers have been treated like, well, lepers by the people of the city. And they, um, they just immediately, they don't tell anyone in the city. They just start gorging themselves and eating all this food. But then after a while, they start to feel guilty. And they say, we can't keep this good news to ourselves and not tell this entire city of people who are starving to death about it. And I thought, man, isn't that a picture of what evangelism is? Isn't that it right there? That we are, that, you know, to be a leper was to have a death sentence. And, and that's who we are, right? Leprosy is a picture of sin and what sin causes is death. And all of us, we, our body of flesh will one day die. Like we are people who are on the clock. There's only a matter of time before some way, somehow we will pass away physically in this life um, or the Lord will come and get us. But if he doesn't come and get us, we're going to die physically at some point in our lives in some way. And so we're like these lepers, right? It, we're going to die either way. What have we got to lose? You know, and we, we have this message of good news, the message of eternal life. And there's a, 
you know, multitude of people who are starving to death. We need to get out there and, and share it with them. It would be wrong to keep it to ourselves. And that, that just reminds me of, you know, Doug's question here is just that, that, wow, you know, when we really get a view of this, that uh, people around us are dying, that uh, this world is not our home. The heaven and hell are real. It puts this lights of fire underneath us. There's a sense of urgency to get out there and to share the good news of the gospel. So uh, may God truly fill us with that sense of urgency and the realization that we have the news which can change people's destiny. What might God want to do through us is the question that we can be asking. Hey, the number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. I got a message here uh, in regard to Susan's call. You know, Susan has lost her daughter recently to suicide tragically and um, someone wrote in in response to that and said that grief share is holding a special one-day event a week before thanksgiving on november 19th called surviving the holidays so people grieving this holiday season are invited it will be held at calvary aurora in aurora colorado calvary church in aurora they can get more information by calling 303 628-7200. So once again, that phone number to join the Grief Share Surviving the Holidays event on November 19th is 303-628-7200. Uh, we also have Grief Share up in this part of the state for sure, up in northern Colorado. Uh, we don't do it here at Whitefields, but we have people from our church who attend Grief Share meetings, and we've found them to be um, just really helpful, you know, really uh, encouraging for those who are struggling with loss, especially getting hard right now as we approach the holidays. Um, this, uh, let me give you the numbers to call one more time. We have three open lines. It's a good time to call in. We're going to go to our break in about two minutes, but uh, we, we've got some text messages to get to after the break, and we'd love to get your calls if you'd like to call in, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720 uh, so this past week, and part of the reason why uh, today I, uh, I've lost my train of thought once or twice already, part of the reason is because uh, for the past week I was up at Ravencrest Bible College in Estes Park. And this is my third time uh, teaching up there, and what I'll do every year, they've been having me come up and I'll teach a block of classes. So this past week I taught 15 hours, and I taught through two classes, I taught through the books of First and Second Samuel in kind of an intensive course. And then after that, I taught uh, leadership in the local church with their leadership training center students. And if you're not familiar with Ravencrest Bible College, man, they have been a great partner of ours up here in the Longmont, you know, Loveland, Estes Park area. And really, they're really doing a really great work, just really Christ-centered, gospel-centered stuff. They have a one-year Bible college. It's really designed for uh, kids who are getting out of high school and want to take a gap year and, you know, study the Bible, seek the Lord. Um, God's really blessing their ministry up there. And I would just encourage you to check them out. But they're doing great things and pray for them. They, um, they've been given this, this cool variance where all the people in the school quarantined together for two weeks and and now they're, they're able to to run as a bible school up there but um they have more students this year 
than they have in several years, which uh, just shows me that what uh, I've seen happening is actually true, is that really God is doing a great work in the, in the midst of all of the pandemic, in the midst of right now the uncertainty with the election, and all these things going on in our society where so many things are being turned upside down. God is drawing people to himself. There are people who uh, he is raising up and training and is going to send out in the world. God is doing a great work. And I want you guys, those of you who maybe feel anxious, I want you to be encouraged. God is doing great things and he wants to do great things. He wants to use us during this time. So, hey, we're going to go to our break right now, but I'm going to say a short prayer just as we finish for the election. Heavenly Father, we pray for the election with the uncertainty as ballots are still being counted. Lord, help us to live as the people of God in whatever happens. Lord, thank you that you are on the throne and help us and guide us, Lord, into what you have for us in, in the future and how you want to use us in whatever situation awaits us. We trust in you. Thank you, God. Amen. We'll be right back in two minutes time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air, we've got one open line. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our first caller in the second half, Ivan in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Ivan. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick. How are you? Doing great. What's up? Okay. Well, let me give you a quick brief history, okay? I, uh, I'm a disabled veteran, haven't worked in like 17 years, I have PTSD and bipolar disorder. Um, I have a 21-year-old son, full-time student. I was brought up Catholic, uh, kind of broke away from that. But now I'm trying to get back into everything. I uh, have difficulty reading because of concentration and mental illness. So I have a, I listen to the audio Bible several times a day and uh, your, your station all the time. So my question and my problem is, I'm trying to get my son into this. Um, you know, he's never really been involved or exposed to the church. And when he has, it's been intermittent. Um, and I'm probably not the best example for him to to follow because of my military career and my uh, my actions afterwards and my behavior afterwards with the mental illness. So I'm trying to get some advice as how to get him involved into the church and into the Bible. Now I have him, you know, I've like uh, emailed him and and, uh, and message him uh, passages and you know have him uh, try to talk to him about some of the passages. Um, but he, he's a full-time student, so he stays in his room a lot. He's an artist, so he draws all the time, and he's, uh, he's on the computer all the time. So I really have little contact with him. Uh, so, you know, I cook, clean, um, all that stuff for him. So I don't have, I don't know how to get to him about getting him involved in this. Mm, yeah, now I hear you. So, um, Ivan, one quick question. Do you guys eat meals together? Yeah. Um, yes, most of the time. Like I said, okay. I cook every night for them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So here's what I've found that's really worked with my kids is that um, we sit at the table, and I'll, I'll just actually, that, that has turned into really the best time for 
Bible reading together. And so I would just encourage you, maybe that's a time when you guys can say, hey, you know, when we're eating together, you know, let's talk. But as part of our talking time and spending time together, what if we get out the Bible and we'll read through some passages and maybe just discuss them? And and I would say, make it the kind of thing where you're not just reading random passages, but read through something. In other words, there's a there's a system to it. There's a reason to continue tomorrow. We're going to pick up where we left off, right? That type of thing. And then we're going to get through this. And when we're done with this, maybe we can read this. And I would just say, don't, don't um, discount your role in his life so much. Because, th- yes, there's a sense in which maybe you've done some things which have um, made you not, uh, I don't know, have, have his respect as a spiritual leader. But you know what? That's, that's okay because God can redeem that. And I would just encourage you that, you know, maybe, you know, oftentimes the having that testimony of saying, hey, I know what my dad was like before. And I also know what this has done in his life. And I can see that my dad is sincerely seeking the Lord. Man, I'll tell you what, that, that is plenty right there to give you a uh, reason to speak into his life and to give him reason to listen to you. So um, I would say you don't even need to take the position of being like the instructor or anything. Like, like be the guy who comes alongside and just says, hey, I want to read the Bible and I love you and I think this would be good for both of us. So maybe we could mm-hmm. do this together. Uh, that would be how I'd start. The, the second way that I would start is I would really invite him to join you in going to church. And um, I, I think that that would, be, that would be really powerful. I know that many times, you know, we don't have... A person doesn't necessarily have to have all the answers, but they know where to find those answers or the way they know where to go, where somebody else has answers. I think about in John chapter one, you know, the brother, brother of Peter, um, Andrew, he said, you know, he goes and he tells this guy, hey, uh, we found the one that they've been looking for, you know, the, the one that's spoken of by Moses and the prophets. In other words, we found the Messiah. And he says, well, how could that be true? You know, this and that. And he's got all these questions. And his response is, well, I don't know. Why don't you just come meet him for yourself and find out, right? Like, why don't you just come with me? And I think that that is one of the greatest forms of evangelism is, I don't know, but why don't you just come with me and we'll go together, right? So um, I would say definitely, you know, I- encourage him to to take you to church and be there. Make it a thing that you guys do together. Make it like a bonding experience. Uh, okay, I know well, there's two quick problems with that. Sure, tell uh, me. First, the only, he works part-time on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And the second part is with the PTSD and the bipolar disorder, I really have a problem with uh, with crowds. Now, like, I've gone mm-hmm. to the Catholic Church a couple of times in the last couple of years, you know, and I don't feel comfortable there. And I, like I said, I really don't, you know, I, I like the tradition of the, uh, of the, uh, you know, the, the Last Supper, the, uh, the communion, uh, you know, uh, redoing the Last Supper. But, um, you know, other than that, um, you know, some of the some of their uh, interpretations and rules and, you know, the rosary and all these man-made prayers and stuff, you know, it just, it just doesn't fit well with me. So, I see. Uh, you know, that's why I listen to, to your station all the time, and uh, you know, I find more comfort with that. Mm. It, it would probably be helpful for him to find, you know, some peers as well. And so, you know, the other things are that there are other other ways to do it. There, there are also small churches. There are a lot of great small churches around Denver. And if you're looking for one, I could make some recommendations. And, uh, you know, maybe there you go and you're not going to find such a big crowd, but you're going to find, you know, very loving, very welcoming people, very understanding people. 
and uh, and you'll find the, the word of God being taught. I think that that would be really helpful. But if if not, um, I would say try the Bible around the table thing. And then there's also, if he likes online stuff, there's a great series of videos. And maybe you could even just watch these videos together. Um, and it's it's definitely a great way to get to know the Bible and a great way to introduce other people to the Bible. And that would be what's called the Bible Project. So if you just go to BibleProject.com, um, there are some great videos. It's done by a guy named Tim Mackey, who is out of a seminary, like a theological school in the Northwest. And Tim Mackey is, uh, he just has a great you know gift for communication. And these videos are like high quality, really well done, and a great way to learn the Bible and learn the teachings of the Bible as well. So I would really recommend those as, as a great digital ways to learn the Bible. But I think that, you know, reading it together around the dinner table would be my number one recommendation. Well, fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd like to see about finding some churches in the area. I live in the Capitol Hill area. Okay, the Capitol Hill area. Well, you know what? If you tune in for the rest of the show, I'm going to do my best to get you some recommendations for churches around the Capitol Hill area um, fantastic. By, by the end of the show. Okay? Okay. Well, and if there's, a, if there's anybody out there listening, I'll just say this before you go. If there's anybody out there listening right now and you have a recommendation for a church around the Capitol Hill area, text it to me at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. And if we get some good recommendations, I'll read those on the air. All right. Thanks, Ivan. God bless you. And we'll be praying for you and your son. Well, thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We're here today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We are live today, by the way. Today is November 6th, Friday, November 6th, 2020. So glad to be live with you again today. Uh, thank you for those of you who prayed for Grace FM. There were some technical difficulties over the past week, um, but those are all cleared up, and we're glad to be back on the air. Uh, let's go to our next caller, Laura in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Um, I'm calling my husband and I both came down with the COVID um, and we both were put in the hospital about a month ago. I got out um, like three days ago, but um, my husband is still in there. He um, can't breathe. He's on high things of oxygen and stuff and he's having trouble breathing and the doctor's saying he's got little progress but not very good progress and he's probably going to be in there for a really long time more okay um, so, um, okay what's his name we'll pray for him his name's lloyd lloyd okay let's pray for lloyd and uh and laura just let me ask you real quick how are you doing i still have the cough and stuff but um i'm doing better um than yeah okay so i just have the cough but his doctor calls me with updates and stuff, and he didn't say he said your husband's a hoot. He's got to start cracking up. He said, but he he talks to us all about about God all the time, and he said I'd rather him stop talking so he could breathe more. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, okay, Laura, let's pray for you, Heavenly Father. We, as a listening community, and myself, Lord, we pray for Laura, and we pray for her husband Lloyd. Lord, we thank you for. Uh, Laura recovering and being able to get out of the hospital. Thank you, Lord, that she's on the mend. Lord, we pray that there would be no residual effects from her having COVID. Uh, but Lord, right now we turn to you and we pray for Lloyd. And Lord, we ask for him as he's on this breathing machine. 
Lord, as he, he's enthusiastic about you, and we pray that, Lord, that that would continue. And th Lord, thank you that he has the clarity of mind to be able to talk about you to the doctors. Lord, we just pray for his complete and total healing and his release from the hospital. Lord, we pray for a successful uh, retraction of the breathing tube. And Lord, we pray that he would be strong and able to breathe on his own. Lord, thank you for those doctors and for their service. And we pray that you would strengthen their hands and strengthen their work. Lord, we pray that you would bless them and uh, and help them, Lord, that they would they, the doctors themselves would be safe, the nurses would be safe, and Lord, that you'd give them a lot of wisdom and guidance as they treat Lloyd. And we do pray for his full and complete healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Laura, God bless you. We look forward to hearing the update when Lloyd gets out, okay? Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Sandra in Pennsylvania. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the program. Okay. Hi there. You're live on the air. Welcome, Sandra. Uh, uh, okay. My question is, uh, how are we to understand what we are to pray for when I believe we need to also first understand that whatever is in God's will is what we should pray for, but because we don't know what's in his will, uh, I want to make sure that I'm learning how to pray the correct way, because I know there's a part in Scripture, and I hope to misquote it, where it says, we have not because we ask not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even though there are things that we may ask for that are material things, which are not our priority, but I just need to better understand how I should pray, and at the same time understanding that we should learn to end all prayers with, if it be thy will, yes. or whatever is in thy will, if that's correct. Sure. Yeah, well, that's the essence of what it means to pray in Jesus's name. Like, for example, if, if I were to ask you to go to the post office and pick up a package in my name, that would be essentially me empowering you to act according to my will and my desire, right? You wouldn't be acting apart from my will and my desire if you acted in my name. You would be acting according to my will and my desire. And so that's the idea there. When we say that we pray in Jesus' name, we're not saying abracadabra. What we're saying is um, we're praying this and we're submitting our requests to the will of jesus if he doesn't want us to have that then we don't want to have it either right we're saying your will be done and so uh that's very important that's also what the word amen means and so we're, we're it's a it's a it's like jesus in the garden saying father if it's your will let this cup pass from me but not what i will but your will be done that is very important. So it's the idea of submitting our will to God. Now, let me just say this. Having submitted our will to God, I think that we can ask for almost anything, knowing that what we have with God is a father and not a genie. Right? It's not a, we don't view God as a genie who we rub the lamp and get what we want. Rather, we ask our loving father for what we want. And there are some cases in which he will say, no, I'm not going to give you that because I know what's good for you. I have little children. They ask me for things all the time, and I tell them no. I don't tell them no because I don't love them. I tell them no because I'm a little bit farther down the road. I've been playing this game longer, right? I've learned a few things, and I know that. And how much more so God, right, who knows all things, who has all wisdom in heaven on earth. 
that he is able to take our requests and filter them through his love and through his wisdom and give us what we need, not necessarily always everything that we ask for. But to answer your question one other way is to say this, how can we know how to pray according to the will of God? Well, we, we do that by getting to know the character of God, and we do that by getting to know uh, what God has already said about his will, and we do that through his word. And so the more we know the word of God, the more our hearts will be shaped into the heart of God, the more we will have the mind of Christ, as it says there in 1 Corinthians. And as we do that, we pray according to his will. And even when we ask for something, I see, I think this is the great thing, is that you can ask for things and say, but God, I trust you. If you don't want me to have it, then I don't want to have it either. I trust your plan, but I'm coming to you and I'm asking you. And so does God already know what we need? Yeah, Jesus even said that. Right. He knows what you need even before you ask. But then True. Why, True. why bother talking to him if he already knows it? Well, that's, right. because, well, that's because we have a father, not a genie. And our Father wants to hear from us. Okay. Because, you know, the essence of eternal life, Jesus said, John 17, verse 3, is to know Him, to know the true, one true God and Jesus Christ whom He sent. It's not just to know about Him, it's to have that dynamic relationship with Him. And our Father desires it. And so, and we, I think we, we desire it as we grow to know who this God is. And his grace, right? We, we desire to commune with him. So prayer is about communing with him. It's us and God talking about what we're doing together, you might say. I heard uh, Dallas Willard describe prayer that way once. I thought that was brilliant. It's us and God talking about what we're doing together. And there's so much joy in it. There's power in it because we're asking the God of the universe to act and to do things. And you're absolutely right. There are times when God will not do things because we have not asked. So, for example, that is James chapter 4, verse 2, you, the verse you quoted, James 4, 2. Hmm. Okay, now say that again, that we have not because we ask not. So, okay, all right, now, Tina, that makes me raise this question then. If what I really desire, if I don't ask for it, that I don't receive it, is that what is that how I understand we have not because we ask not? Well, I'm I'm not sure I understood your your question there, but uh, okay. let me maybe uh, let me explain it and tell me if I'm answering your question correctly. So, All right, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So my answer would just be simply this: because we have a father and not a genie, there right. uh, who desires a relationship with us, there are times when he will not give us things because we have not asked him for it. Why? Is it because he's playing games with us? No. It's because he, at the end of the day, desires us to come to him and seek him for the things that we need. And so he will, he will sometimes wait. You know, there are times in the Bible where we see God clearly allowing hardship into people's lives for the purpose so that they will get on their knees and seek him and pray. And, and here's the good news, you know, with a, with a father... Is like I love this this verse in Gospel of Luke where Jesus tells his disciples, "Do not fear, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom." That's like my favorite. It means that that God isn't like begrudgingly, um, you know, giving things to us, but it's His good pleasure to do it. But at the end of the day, He's more concerned about our relationship with Him 
and what he's doing in our hearts than he is with our physical comforts. We tend to only think mostly about our physical comforts, but he's doing a work in our hearts that's going to last for eternity. That's the other part of it. Okay, okay, okay. I think I still got to wrestle with that a little bit to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Go for it. Yeah, I, I appreciate the, I appreciate you seeking, knocking, and seeking the Lord. That's yeah. all good stuff. Okay. I pray the Lord gives you insight and, and understanding. And But uh, I, I would tell you, even if you don't understand it fully, you can right. still do it, right? I do things that I don't understand fully all the time. Right. Uh, I, I'm right. not yeah. like a computer whiz, but I use them all the time. Right, I don't understand how it works, but I use it. And I'd okay, say now that one last easy question. If I send you an email, would you be able to give me an idea of some good study books that I may have, I mean, some books I may need absolutely. to use uh, in addition to the Bible? Sure, yeah. Because I yeah. hear of good historical data that is not in the Bible, but it, it seems to bring more a clearer context to what we're reading in the Bible, but... But I need to know what background information you all may work from. So if I send you an email, can you give me an idea of what I need to start looking at? Sure. That would, I'd be happy to. I can tell you one or two resources here on the air because here's what I'm thinking is that this will actually, if we say it on the air, more people will hear it. Maybe they'll be able to use those resources too. So um, one resource I'll tell you for prayer is there's a great book by Timothy Keller on prayer came up with a really clever title it's called prayer <laughs> i think that's funny like he's just gonna own it right like this is a book on prayer so we're gonna call it prayer so timothy keller prayer that's k-e-l-l-e-r okay um, i have that okay yeah that's a good one uh you know just a great if you're looking for a resource i think the best uh resource you can buy for the money as far as bible uh resource would be called haley's Bible commentary. It's Haley's with two L's and an E. So I'll spell that for you. H A H A L L E Y. Haley's, so apostrophe S, Bible handbook is actually what it is. So Haley, it's Haley's or Haley's, I'm not sure. Uh, Haley's Bible handbook is the best place to start. So I would recommend you those two resources immediately. And if you want more, you can email me at info at whitefieldschurch.com. Okay. Give me that email again, info. At Whitefields, at whitefieldschurch.com. Are you saying Whitefield? Whitefields with an S, like the fields are white for the harvest. White okay, Whitefields, field, okay. With an S, church.com. Church. Okay, and can you spell Haley again for me, please? H-A-L-L-E-Y. E-Y. I got it. All right. Thank you okay. so much. God bless you. Thank you for your teaching. Oh, and my pleasure. And your prayers. Thank my you. My pleasure. God bless you, Sandra. Thanks for you calling. You too me. now. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've had a lot of calls today, which has been awesome. We've got eight minutes, seven minutes left in the show. We could probably have time for one more call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 thousand we've received several texts and we're going to go to those in just a second but before we do that i want to tell you about something that i tell you about in november of every year and that is a great outreach that we do here in northern colorado 
along with Weld County Health and Human Services to reach out to children in foster care and to provide Christmas gifts for children in kinship and foster care. It's called Project Greatest Gift, and it's a sponsorship program that we do. Maybe you've heard of people doing sponsorship programs like through the shoebox initiatives, etc. Well, this is a local one. We are actually working directly with uh, the local county representatives to help children in our own community. And in some cases, we get to actually deliver those gifts in person. In the past, we've, we've done banquets for the families and gotten to meet them. And we share the gospel with these families as we give them Christmas gifts. And so if you would like to be a part of this, we are looking for uh, looking to cover 300 children. And that's actually almost the total number of kids in the program right now with Weld County. And uh, we would love for you to partner with us on this. And this year, COVID, you know, what has done in a good way is it has forced us to do something which we'd always intended to do, which was to take Project Greatest Gift online. And so as we uh, have been facing COVID and uh, used to do it all in person, uh, you know, signups and registration, all that for sponsors. Now we're doing it online. So that's been really good. Um, and the way to uh, join us is go to projectgreatestgift.org. So it's a new website that we set up, projectgreatestgift.org. And you can find out how to do everything, and you can do everything on there from the sponsorship. You know, maybe you want to shop for the kids yourself. Maybe you just want to donate. That would be a great opportunity to make a real difference in the lives of kids in northern Colorado this Christmas, you know, a lot of kids end up in the um, in the program because of um, because of, you know, really tragic situations at home. So, yeah, let's go over to our text line and we are going to look at um, some texts that have come in and uh, pray for them. We have uh, several that have come in with different suggestions about things. But I'm looking for any that are a prayer request or a praise report. Okay, so um, everybody, we have one person. I think they're calling in about something from last week. This looks like an East Coast caller. So they're saying um, there is a timeline. You know, if you're looking for a New Testament timeline, they recommend the one in the New Living Translation Life Application Study Bible. That's great. There's also a lot of really good resources as far as Finding Bible timelines, my personal favorite is the ESV Bible Online, and so that is esv.org. They have an excellent um, resource there. Um, so uh, that would have all kinds of Bible timelines and things like that as well. So, okay, we have one uh, text question that came in and said this. Is a pastor who struggles with pornography disqualified is a pastor who struggles with pornography disqualified well yes in a way i mean it really depends on our definition of the word struggle right what does it mean to struggle and and what level of struggle are we talking about is it somebody uh, here's here's the distinction i would make is it uh, a person who is struggling with something and having victory and, and or is it somebody who is struggling with something and constantly um, not having victory, like living in a place of not having victory. I would say if that is the case, then I'd say that they're disqualified at least temporarily from being in 
uh, pastoral ministry, I don't think that they should be in bondage to anything, whether that's substances or whether it is pornography. And pornography is just very destructive to the soul and to the individuals who take part in it. And so I would say that uh, if the person, by struggle, if you mean that they are not experiencing victory in that area, uh, if it's an ongoing thing and they're just constantly defeated, I would say that, yes, I think that person would probably be disqualified at least temporarily in that case. Uh, you know, like First Peter 2, verse 11, it tells us, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Um, just as it would disqualify someone to be addicted to alcohol, I think that uh, being addicted to any kind of sexual indulgence would also be a disqualification for a pastor. Uh, you know, Martin Luther put it this way. He said, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. So let's say, you know, um, it's kind of like David and Bathsheba. David sees this woman. He has feelings for her. But what he does next is really what matters. He looks into it more deeply. He pursues it rather than walking away from it. Right? He can't stop himself that he felt that thing when he saw it. He can't stop himself that he saw it. Um, and especially after he finds out that she's married, etc. But the point is that he goes deeper and deeper into it and indulges his passions in a selfish way. He keeps going. He essentially lets the birds build a nest in his hair. I would say in that case, yeah, we're talking about... Um, disqualification but let, let's pray for that you know here's the other thing is that that's not an unforgivable sin but we just remember that um, people who are in ministry are held to a higher standard so Heavenly Father we pray for this person in question who is struggling with pornography and everyone out there who's struggling with uh, lust issues Lord we pray that you would truly set them free help them to hear the sweeter song of the gospel rather than the siren song of pornography and we pray that in Jesus name hey you've been listening to Calvary Live my name is Nick Cady pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont Colorado uh, check us out online whitefieldschurch.com we'd love to have you join us in person or online this Sunday 9 and 11 a.m. God bless you we'll see you next time on Calvary Live you've been listening to Calvary Live tune in next time for prayer and God's word <laughs>